0: Volatility in commodity markets has gone off the charts with the energy and grain markets leading that volatility. Equity markets have also reflected extreme uncertainty. Major League Baseball is up against a deadline again. The lockout continues, and without an agreement by midnight tonight, the start of the regular season might be pushed back. There. Yeah, that's what we need after two years of COVID games. <laughs> I'm AgriTalk host Chip Flory. That's Pro Farmer policy analyst Jim Weismeyer. Good morning, Mr. Weismeyer. How
1: are you today? Well, I'm a war correspondent now, Chip. Uh, again? A, yeah, again. Uh, we're uh, as Pro Farmer. Our headline said "War of Words turns into War," and that's what yeah. we're at.
0: Yeah. Uh, the I, I I did see some some memories come back uh, from my time in Chicago when. When you and I were working together at Futures World News and uh, uh, when when the Gulf War, the first Gulf War started, I had just gotten home, was turned on the news and saw that shock and awe started, and had to get back on the train and go back down to cover what was happening in the in the currency markets and so on. And, yeah, it does turn you into a war correspondent. It really does when we're talking about what's going on in these markets.
1: Yeah, I remember the incident you mentioned. I was at my favorite bar at the time in D.C., the Blue Mirror, and I was uh, calling in one-liners from the bar. Yep, (laughs) yep. Yep, absolutely. I think
0: I had a conversation or two with you from that bar. And I was on I, the floor of the Merc. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: we were playing Liars poker and I had to get out for a while. Yeah. <laughs> the heady oh, days.
0: Such are the days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, hey, you know what? Before we get to the headlines, so Jim, and everything that is happening out there, I it, with, with everything that's happening, I'm sure that there are lots of questions, comments that – that viewers, listeners uh, uh, want to contribute to the conversation today. If you look over at the right, you can click on the comments, and that should open up a dialogue box for you at the bottom of the page. And um, uh, enter your comments, enter your questions there, and we'll try to get to them before the sure. uh, before the end of our time here this morning. Um, again, before we get to the headlines, I feel like, if we don't go back and take a look at what happened at last week's USDA annual Ag Outlook Forum, we might run out of time uh, once we get to the headlines. So what was the headliners for you from the Outlook Forum?
1: Well, I it wasn't the commodity outlook because it was pre-invasion. Uh, and, yeah. and I feel bad for USDA because they put a lot of time into that uh, conference and they did release some of their estimates. Some were of note, but the, uh, but I just think you, you really have to go from here on, on uh, acreage uh, yield and, and all that other stuff. So it, it was a look back you know, relative to the commodity outlook. But I thought the most important thing I got out of it was uh, Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack's uh, uh, interviews with a number of people, including U.S. trade rep Catherine Tai, because yeah. slowly we're beginning. It's like pulling teeth, uh, yeah. uh, yep, uh, their trade vision. But uh, I spent a lot of time on that on profarmer.com this morning. And and it, they made it clear that they, that they have other tools than uh, traditional new trade agreements that they know is going to be hard to get through Congress. And they really talked about that. And and I think Vilsack was spot on when he said, we have to come up with a, a, a various approaches uh, to water down our significant all eggs in one basket called China. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I, I think that now how they do it, there there's are ways that they're starting uh, with India uh, on pork that did not take, you know, Congress's agreement. Right. Uh, and as I keep saying, uh, they let uh, trade promotion authority or fast track expire, so there's no uh, approach to uh, submit. A, a traditional trade agreement to Congress because uh, you need TPA because that allows for an up or down vote, uh, you know, without right. any amendments. So they're going to take different approaches. I, I don't, uh, I've had some emails. Do I agree or disagree? It's not up to me to, to do that, but I say, well, let's, let's see how their approach uh, unfolds is if it's going to expand our market penetration in some other areas, uh, I'm for it. At-
0: okay. Um, trade and and we talked about this last week too it seems like as as you said we're we're seeing more of the biden administration's trade vision out there it's becoming a, a more uh popular topic of, of conversation and i i'm glad to see it i don't think we've got the undersecretary at usda no in position yet do we no
1: no, not the okay. person. So, uh, but uh, but USTR is one of the most efficient uh, yeah. groups that that we've seen over the years, whether it's a Democrat or Republican administration. And uh, Vilsack, especially after his work at the dairy uh, you know, lobby group, uh, yeah. clearly knows the significance of trade to a number of commodities. So, uh, I think we're okay so far.
0: Okay, very good. Uh, What's this I hear about China wanting into CPTPP? They they
1: brought that up, and uh, 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 Vilsack said they may want in, but under the definitions and guidelines of the CPTPP, which is the afterglow of the Trans-Pacific Partnership, Partnership. the uh, Asia-Pacific trade groups mainly, uh, he said they wouldn't qualify. But he also said the U.S. at this time – you know, you know, you know doesn't want to take steps to go in either. So that was revealing when when he just punted uh, China's uh, interest off and said uh, at this time the uh, U.S. does not want in. And all this why? Exposed, well, uh, I just think that they don't. They know they don't have the votes. And, of course, uh, Trade Promotion yeah. Authority, you know, it, that would, that's a more the older approach to uh, trade. I think that they're looking yeah. on one-on-ones and things like that. Ironically, the the approach that Trump preferred uh, you know, bilaterals as opposed to multilaterals. Yeah. So I think they're coming around to that. Okay. Now in my speeches, Chip, I, I, you know, farmers are usually head of Washington, which is usually the last to know. Okay. But a number of farmers, astute farmers have asked me, do their commodity and, and farm groups, what are they saying relative to this possible changing trade environment? Uh, are they gearing up? Uh, I know the soybeans has an excellent uh, with the soy console. They, they, they really are sharp. And the meat uh, export yeah. federation is probably the best. So that's what I tell farmers. I said they have to be you know, strategizing on how they're going to dance around this changing trade policy focus, because as as we're going to get into, uh, uh, China could definitely be impacted by this war yeah. because if their banks work with uh, Russia uh, you know uh, uh, on, on all sorts of things, which they have been doing, uh, they'll come in and have to be sanctioned by the U.S. and our allies. And that, right. again, these are these unintended consequences and these uh, broad brush when you get into the fog of war.
0: China. Right, right. Okay. Okay. Okay, let's get to that big headline, and that is Russia and Ukraine. There are talks happening, uh, but the reason the talks are happening, I think, is because the timeline, Putin's timeline, uh, the, the war is not running according to his timeline. Uh, I think he expected further advancement for his, his efforts than what he's got right now.
1: Yeah, the the word is that four days and not done, but four days and demolished and it's not happening. The, The will of the Ukrainian people is very, very heartwarming to see. Uh, and chilling at the same aspect with the children literally having to go down in in pits and and basements, uh, 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 et cetera, and so many people leaving the country into Poland. Belarus is interesting. That's where they're having it on the border as we speak. Now, the defense minister from uh, Ukraine is heading their delegation, and the initial signals, they don't expect much. But this goes under the tradition you escalate to de-escalate chip that this is why uh, Russia is p- pummeling or trying to uh, as we speak you know you know with the missile attack uh, you know missile attacks etc yeah. but uh, Ukraine doesn't expect much from it but at least they're talking
0: right you mentioned the will of the Ukrainian people uh, I'm learning more and more of uh, of Ukrainian president Zelensky. And uh, it's a remarkable story, uh, one that I did not anticipate. Uh, I just didn't know much about him, to, to be honest with you, Jim. And to see the path that he took toward leadership—I yeah. mean, he won over the country on Ukrainian Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> I, I, it's,
1: it's shocking to me. But Buddy. here he is, leading and fighting for yes. his country. Yes, and he's escalating very high because he's stuck in the country. uh, And he was, uh, some people are calling him the Churchill of our times. I think that's a bit of an overstatement at this time. You know, you have to go on a little longer. Could be, but we'll see. It could be, but he knows the savviness of the internet. He's using that. He's usurping Russia in that regard. So he's got the world on his, most of the world on his side right. and he's very articulate. And I think that's the common man into him. And he was a comedian and yeah. comedians, many, I, I don't have to, you know, broad brush. They can be very somber at times, very, yeah. very inward. And I think that's coming out that he has the ability to put a pithy line uh, out there. And right. uh, so, um, but that's part the of the, reason tries that he... to the top, it, 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 the,
0: the commonality of this guy is the reason or one of the reasons that the Ukrainian people are are fighting as aggressively as they are. They're willing to follow this guy. What I'm not seeing, according to the reports, and you, you got to take everything with, with a bit of caution that you see, is it seems that the will of the, the Russian troops is not what... President Putin needs to get this job done.
1: No, some of their equipment has faulted. Uh, it's not the robust uh, uh, Russian uh, military hardware uh, that we were led to believe. Uh, plus, many Russians uh, are, are, are not in favor of, of right. this uh, uh, invasion. And while their protests are being kept down, look at the over a hundred thousand in Germany over the weekend protesting. And now Germany in a major change of policy is going to send uh, money and military equipment uh, to Ukraine. That's a fundamental change. So Putin's getting what he really definitely did not want a unified opposition and a unified NATO. And I know both groups, uh, you know, U.S. And, and our allies, were slow to come out of the chute, but boy, these uh, these increasing sanctions are definitely biting. You saw overnight uh, uh, the you know you know Russia's central bank increased rates to twenty percent, I think, from nine point five. The ruble is plunging. So right. this is one of many economic bites that's going to encircle. Uh, Russia and the people are seeing this; they're feeling it—the uh, run on banks in Russia, etc. So, uh, as we go into beyond day four, this can get very costly for, for Russia. Even though uh, Putin built up, uh, you know, foreign currency reserves, but uh, they can they can choke him pretty pretty quickly, Chip, and I've noticed with great interest a number of reputable people beginning to question the state of mind of Putin. Yes. Now, I don't usually like to get into those areas, but right. when you have Condoleezza Rice from the, from the Bush administration, Senator Marco Rubio, who said he didn't want to reveal inside intelligence on that, that alone says something right yes. there. So you you got to worry about that because of the weekend events. When you taper any language dealing with nuclear weaponry, and and we right. saw some of that over the weekend. That's that's heavy stuff.
0: Okay, so the 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 talk of n- nuclear weapons. Uh, the re- one of the big reasons that, that caught my attention is as quickly as it did is I flash back to one of the lines that. Uh, President Putin used in his hour long address to the, to the Russian people leading up to the invasion. And that was, we do not have a border with Ukraine. We have a border with America because of the Westernization of that country. Yes. That to me, if you're wondering if America is, is within range of Russian nukes, according to Putin, they they share a border with America. Yes, and that's his mindset. That's what really concerns me. That you we just we just don't know what he's
1: what he's capable of at this time. That's true, especially with the changing mindset. of some of these stories are correct, Chip, uh, yes, that, that gets nervous. And then with with so many. Uh, um, people from Ukraine going into Poland and some of the weaponry going through Poland into Ukraine, that just increases the possibility, not likelihood possibility of a conflict and they're, they're a NATO country. And then that will bring in all the 30 NATO countries, including the United States. So yeah, we're into this very, sensitive area here and that's why the talks are important whether or not they lead to anything or not uh that that uh, you know uh Again, Putin probably wants to be done with this now because he'll hemorrhage pretty soon as right. far as the cost. And then it's clear now that there would be an insurgency, even even if Russia is successful in the two major cities, uh, Kiev and Kharkov. Uh, so uh, the insurgency would happen and the U.S. and Western allies would help fund that. And that, right. uh, that's uh, Putin's uh, second Afghanistan.
0: right yeah he he yeah, he certainly I don't think certainly doesn't want that. on uh, obviously been watching for any signs of a cyber attack uh, th- originating from Russia. And again, if reports are accurate on this, there was a cyber attack that originated from Ukraine that stopped a load of train uh, a train that was transporting fuel and troops through Belarus. But Ukraine hacked the system and stopped the train. Yes.
1: <laughs> well, it shows it goes both ways. And yes. The, the if if Putin throws the cyber attack on the U.S., mm-hmm. I've been told here from by pretty good people, we will respond in kind, and it yeah. won't be namby pamby stuff just to show the flexibility we have. We know how to do it. It's we've we've been in reserve to, of doing it because of the escalation. Uh, flavor uh, uh, right. of a war, Chip. Uh, that, that's how world wars start. And I'm not yep. saying don't do it and all that other stuff. These are what strategists are telling me to watch out for.
0: Okay. I, I feel like we've tippy-toed around this
1: question, but I'm just going to ask you right out. Is Putin in a corner? Uh, he's boxed himself into a corner, I believe. And you know what happens. Uh, you you take, uh, if it's not well thought out, and he probably listened to people Uh, that he wanted to hear the news he wanted to hear rather than people who said, you better watch out here. So uh, I think he is in a corner.
0: Okay. Uh, We mentioned, you, you mentioned this briefly at the start and I'm to a point in my, in the things that I wanted to talk about, Jim, where I've got a note that just says China and the connection and and, uh, the connection of China to all of this. Talk more about it, because if China does continue to do business with Russia and using the financial system inside of of Russia, uh,
1: there's going to be consequences to pay. Absolutely, because now we're also going, the U.S. and Western allies are going after Belarus for their clear involvement in this. And in fact, Belarus are sending uh, you know, military troops into Ukraine. China, uh, as they are wont to do, likes to have it both ways. They don't like to uh, p- pick a, a winner or loser. But in this case, early on with that trip uh, from Putin to Beijing at the Olympics, they compared notes. He clearly was in favor of the of the of the Russian strategy, but yeah. it's gone awry now. China is changing. They're trying to be an interested observer, yeah. uh, saying uh, protect sovereignty and things like that. It really started, and I and and I I wrote earlier to watch this UN vote last week. How China voted and they abstained from voting. That was very key because normally they would have gone along and vetoed it like Russia did on the, on, on the resolution mm-hmm. against the invasion. Uh, that was the first clear indication that uh, China was having second thoughts, Jeff. Uh, but this is, try to, goes into trade, as we said before. This is major market-sensitive impacts because not only are most of the ports, not all, but most of the ports in Ukraine uh, ceased you know, and that's why you have sunflower oil, wheat and corn and, and beans just surging again. But uh, this throws off the entire trade mechanics, let alone the financing of trade. Two major banks that finance a lot of, uh, of Russia's uh, you, you know, trade are just pulling out. So the the history of banking lessons that I taught in my history classes are are helping me out now because you follow the money and money is being choked off in right. the uh, in uh, in Russia and it could in China as well.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, uh, let's bring this whole situation back home. Uh, does this slow down the Fed's plans to increase interest rates?
1: Well, we're going to see, because uh, Fed uh, Chairman Jerome J. Powell uh, is going to appear twice before the House and Senate this week, Wednesday and Thursday. And if a lawmaker doesn't ask him that question, I, they're not you know, worth anything, but I think they will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this does affect, from what I'm hearing from financial analysts, they'll be cautious uh to to see how it uh, unfolds uh but they box themselves into a corner as well with their tapering uh program that should have started 9 months ago uh with their uh Inflation is transitory, um, you know, you know, you know, mistaken well into 2021, and we can see food prices continue to elevate. And there's another angle. USDA came out Friday with increases across the board in 2022, uh, uh, you, you know, food price uh, you know, forecast uh, at and away from home, and they're still going to be too low. Uh, so yes, I, I think this will affect the uh, Fed strategy, but we're going to see if uh, Paul says that. He'll say, let the data follow him, which usually does. And that's not bad advice.
0: Right. Okay. Congress is back this week. Both the House and the Senate come back to work today. Uh, What's on the agenda?
1: Well, the big thing in town, well, of course, it's now they've got to change, you know, situation with with the Russian invasion. So that that's that's the number one issue now. But then we have President Bush, uh, President Bush, President Biden holding his first official State of the Union address Tuesday, tomorrow. And uh, he's going to have to address any updates to the American people and Congress on the US and our allies uh, actions i think he'll be favorably applauded for the for the actions follow up actions that are transpiring now so we're going to see Uh, but then he'll have to go through this, this should be a pivot for him because the word is that, and you're seeing it in the, in the, in the major media chip with the COVID pivot, uh, uh, that, uh, don't have to wear mask. Uh, I think he's going to call the uh, government workers back to uh, Washington, D.C. offices in a phased-in uh, atmosphere. USDA has already done the same. So uh, that's something to look out for. He's going okay. to, of course, talk about his number, other than the war now, the number one issue is climate change. He'll spend some time on that. His handlers hope that this will put the low in his Continuing lower poll numbers that were out over the weekend, and I think they're probably going to be right. Uh, whether the bump is is significant remains to be seen. Uh, he'll also talk about his other issues that he uh, he'll talk about successes. What he says. During his first year, which was the bipartisan infrastructure framework or BIF in the uh, infrastructure bill. And in fact, his first trip after he gives the address will be on that topic, Chip. So that tells you his focus uh, there. Plus, he'll he'll have to deal with the sensitive nature of inflation, food prices. So agriculture should be mentioned here. Yes. Uh, We'll see if he comes out in the attack mode on the meat processors and things like that. But he's going to have to try to soothe the american public because it's high anxiety right now so a president that's the bully puppet pulpit we're going to see that come into play so and and biden is pretty good at that when when he focuses on that so we're going to see but he's going to have to tell the american public gas prices are going to go higher Uh, we could probably have uh, you know, $4 average prices uh, w- within the next few months on, on gasoline, if not higher.
0: Okay, uh, we're going to come back to Biden here. We don't have a whole lot of time left, but I, w- we will come back to Biden in, in a moment after we address one of the things that you had in, in your morning update, Jim, that I think is um, very important. You said one of the biggest wild cards for the week will be the decision on Wednesday by OPEC on production boost. Yes, OPEC plus. Uh,
1: now, right. of course, the U.S. and allies are are uh, uh, urging uh, OPEC, Saudi Arabia, and other big producers to increase production. But it's going to be interesting whether or not they follow through. Now, you've got more than a few Republicans and the American Petroleum Institute pleading with uh, Biden to uh, lighten up on the regulations on our crude oil industry and maybe focus on expanding the production capabilities uh, allowing on the natural gas uh, area because we're going to have to help Europe out. Uh, Part of Germany's major switches, they said they're going to build up a natural gas reserve. So no longer will they be able to rely on Russia for a significant portion of their natural gas uh, trade. Right. So this, this is all embodied. A lot of things are going to happen this week. Not only the State right. of the Union, what Biden says relative to the energy needs now, not in the future, now. And yeah. then on, on OPEC, will they increase production to kind of lower the surging atmosphere remains to be seen.
0: Jim, I'm afraid that this is going to be one of the most deflective State of the Union addresses we've ever seen. Yes, we've got this problem, but it's caused by. Yes, we've got high meat prices, but look at the Packers. They caused it. Yes, we've got high gas prices, but that's because Russia invaded Ukraine. And there will be no recognition of the administration's energy policy, no recognition of... um, the, the supply chain issues uh, that have added to the inflationary pressures that are being reflected now. It, it, it's going to be, yes, we see that this is happening, but none of it is our fault.
1: Yeah, I hate in a time of uh, war and our actions against a country in that war, you know, I, I don't want to be seen uh, walking on the edge of politicizing anything. With that out of the way, okay, I, I think you're right to bring that up because there were legitimate arguments where uh, the administration their first week uh, showed their true attitudes toward the crude oil uh, industry. Yep. With the, with the uh, uh, voting down of the Keystone XL pipeline, look where that would be helping uh uh with the regulations uh, on right. on the on the crude oil industry uh some of the leases in that uh you know tapping the strategic petroleum reserve can only go so far but right. this was a lack of vision around the western world chip because yeah. look at look at where europe got married to russia you know I, again President Trump uh, didn't do everything right, okay, but he tried to caution for years Europe uh, yeah. of what they were doing, uh, relying on that uh, you know Nord Stream two pipeline for their future, and now that's out the window. Uh, they're right. going to have to re- rethink uh, the energy policy for the future. But Germany over the weekend again said they would not resurrect. Uh, their nuclear energy, which is phased out by the end of this year, they used to rely uh, on nuclear energy for 30%. So they're going to have higher prices uh, in in Europe. So yes, I think there were things that the Biden administration did without getting politics, that's just uh, announcing the obvious, that they wanted to go to uh, uh, sustainable fuels right away. And you just can't do that. Right. Uh, it takes years. It takes years. Right. Uh, you mentioned former President Trump.
0: He was at CPAP in Florida over the weekend. He is clearly running in 2024.
1: Yeah, he basically announced it without announcing it, Trump style. Yeah. But you know, he won the straw vote, straw poll vote, whatever that means. But. His and he increased his, but on a percentage basis, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, uh, although way behind Trump, his his increase versus the last time was larger than Trump's. I like to point that out. Okay. I think Trump is going to have a harder time than the so-called experts think, because he now he's yep. in controversy again. By uh, some people say he was misquoted. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. That he complimented uh, Putin, uh, called him brilliant, smart, or whatever, and genius. Genius. You just, uh, ju- you just r- watch now. Every Republican is going to have to answer that question. Right. Do you agree with your former president?
0: Right. Right. There's a fine line between genius and madman, and I think we all know which uh, way president putin is leaning and he should have made that very clear in making that comment yeah um just uh strange Yes, strange strange way to make the comment that's, sure. true. that's yeah. true yeah yeah any uh, we are out of time jim anything that we have missed that that you feel like we need to address? Oh, I don't think so. You, okay. It's
1: a volatility. Just look at the VIX yep. and just expect this thing's not going to go away anytime soon, Chip. So we're going to have peaks and valleys and of which we have not seen for many, many years. So, and then watch the head. This is a headline grabbing market right now. Okay. And, uh, but, uh, you need sustained, um, you know, development on the positive side coming out of Russia and Ukraine. And I don't think we're there anytime soon.
0: Okay. We are going to be talking uh, market implications of the Russian Ukraine situation uh, this morning on agri talk pro farmer editor, Brian Grady is going to join me for that conversation. I, I, I can't think of anybody better to have on the show to talk about how the politics are coming together with the markets. Um, uh, yeah. Right now the Dow is off nearly 500 points. Eh, it's actually closer to 400 points. The corn market 20 to 23 cents higher soybeans 30 to 35 cents higher in the wheat market 50 plus cents higher
1: are we tracking you might want to tip off brian what sunflower oil prices are doing because right. around 80 percent of all trade comes from russia and Ukraine. So right. we we spotted that early on in yep. the numbers chip that watch it when i was out in kansas said you flower people better watch this one because you're going to have one heck of a rally that's, that's right happening. that's happening
0: yep yep and and along with the Kansas producers watching what's going on in the sunflower market. I want to tell everybody have a great week out there and keep watching for those signals.